Well, Razorback fans, Sam Pittman and his job might be on the line. And Sam Pittman did his weekly press conference and was asked about it. So let's discuss his reaction to the question on if he's coaching for his job right now on today's Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 103.7 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions do apply. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Tuesday as it's been pretty crazy. We'll talk Razorback basketball at the uh, end of the podcast and that uh, game that they survived last night. But Razorback football, Sam Pittman and his job status, that seems to be what is on the mind of everybody right now. You know, how, how realistic is it that he keeps his job? Does he keep his job? Does he get fired? Like, what's the overall vibe? What's the overall thing going to happen? Well, he was doing his weekly press conference on Monday at noon, and he knew that the questions were going to be asked. And he came in and, and addressed the questions and we'll play a pu- couple of the clips. But the first one is simply, does he feel like he's coaching for his job over the next two weeks? Take a listen. You said up here a few weeks ago that it was it was your butt on the line. I wonder if these next two games, it feels like you're coaching for next year. Uh, well, you're always trying to win, you know, so um, – it, honestly, it doesn't feel a whole lot different than what it does every week. We want to win uh, and coach for our players to be um, the best they possibly can be. And, you know, in, in coaching, I think a lot of times you get um, concerned when you, you felt like you've had a really good practice week and it doesn't go well on a Saturday. So we went back and tried to figure out if we can change something up. Uh, obviously, it was the same thing we did against Florida, format-wise. Um, but no, I mean we, we we're trying to win games and and uh, trying to do the best we can to put put the kids in the best spot to uh, have success. So Sam Pittman's saying all the right things. He's saying all the right things when it comes to him as a coach. Because let's be honest, it's really difficult to find. And you know, when you're going into the end of the season and you know that you're not making a bowl game and you know that there's a lot of pressure on you. To come out and say, hey, you know, are you, is your job on the line? How do you feel about it? Are you about to get fired? And I think that he answered the question right. And so a lot of people had some issues with this. And I honestly didn't. I, I felt like he said the right things as far as how he needs to approach the game. And he also went on to say how he's talking about being focused on FIU. And that's all he can do is just focus on the next game and focus on the on the, on the next week and uh, make sure that they uh, do whatever they can. But another really interesting thing, and I think this was the more fascinating clip, was when he was asked about blocking out the noise, blocking out the noise surrounding his job security and uh, where he's at now. And uh, he went into a little bit of more in-depth details and analysis about this and even got a little bit more personal about it. And it seemed to make a lot of sense. Take a listen to this. Two SEC coaches fired, I think it's been about 24 hours. And that probably just increases the noise about what's, you know, because you're here, do you, how do you deal with that? Do you block, do you ignore it? Do you address it with you know, how, how you Yeah, that's a good question. That? You know, I think it's hard, you know, obviously 
to block out all noise. You know what I mean? We're, we're, we've got a job to do. And uh, that is to get prepared each and every week. And, um, but, you know, Jamie and I, when we got here, we, we were planning on coaching here until uh, whatever that date was that we were going to go down to Hot Springs and call it a day. I'm not close to that year right now. And the plan is to get this program back to where it deserves to be and stay here as long as, as we possibly can. And uh, so it's hard. It's obviously – that's a really good question, by the way. But to um, block out noise, you know, it's more like for the kids, for the recruits, you know, once it starts you – know, a lot of negative stuff, it's 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 about recruiting. And I know what's going on. Hunter Urichek knows what's going on. But really nobody else really – it's opinion. They don't really know what's going on. But it affects our recruits. So we spent a lot of time yesterday with that as well. But – my job is to get ready for FIU. Uh, I'm not worried about my job security at all. Uh, and I think I'm the guy for, for the university, and I want to stay here for a long time. So once again, Sam Pittman getting re really detailed about how he feels where he's at right now. And again, I, I don't have a problem with anything that he said. Uh, he said the right things, and he's talked about how he's, he's not worried about his job security. But... The reality is, is there like he's doing the right thing. He's saying the right thing. But is that the reality of what's going on surrounding the program? That's the ultimate question. And to me, it's not. You know, there is a lot of angst among the fan base right now, and rightfully so. The team's three and seven. The team got absolutely whipped by Auburn. There's nothing that's really making anyone feel positive about the future of the Sam Pittman era in Razorback football right now. If they turn, say if they even won over FIU and Missouri at the end of the season and finished five and seven, that may provide a little bit of a decent feeling, but overall it's not going to make anybody be happy. And not and not and going into next season, is that going to make anybody feel good about next year? I guess the one possible redeeming quality is that there could be some changes in in some regards as far as you know who you brought in as an offensive coordinator like if you, if you brought in some sort of mastermind awesome dude in that the offensive coordinator position that may be able to provide some sparks maybe if you really hit the portal hard and, and went crazy with that and really brought in some big time talent maybe just maybe that would be able to provide some of it too like there's a lot of different directions that you could go but the thing is is that arkansas right now Fans, I think, are frustrated just because of the fact that you have Texas A&M, who has a new coach now, or fired their coach, Jimbo, Mississippi State that fired their coach. Both those teams beat you, and both of those coaches are fired for different reasons and have some craziness attached to them, whether it's Jimbo Fisher's massive buyout or the fact that Zach Arnett didn't even coach a full season. But yeah, here you are in year four, I guess is what it is, under Sam Pittman, and you've regressed each and every year and now it's like, okay, so how, like these, these people are very serious about hiring a right football coach and they're, they're taking it to the point to where, you know, they're going to pay Jimbo $85 billion or whatever he's owed. And then he got the thing with uh, Zach Arnett where he didn't even finish a year and he took over under really tough circumstances. I feel like he was a lame duck coach anyways, is the way the Mississippi state kind of treated it all. But it's like, how, how serious are you as a program 
if you're going to keep Sam Pittman around? That's the ultimate question. How serious are you as a program? I'm going to need to see some things. Um, again, I'm not calling for Sam Pittman's job, but I'm going to need to see some things. If you finish this year, we'll just say it's four and eight, because that's probably the best case scenario, but you're not going to beat Missouri. Say you go four and eight and you keep, and you decide hundred year check to keep Sam Pittman. I need to see crazy, significant, epic, and amazing changes, like stuff that's really going to be like, okay, maybe this can work out. Maybe this can work out. I'm going to need to see that if we're going to go down that route. I'm not even saying I want to go down that route, but I got to see that. You can't just expect everybody to be on board with Sam Pittman heading into next season with just no reason to be excited, nothing to point to it that's exciting. Like, what will you point to? What will be your, well, this is the thing that's going to be better, or this is the reason why it's going to be improved. This is the reason why we're going to do this. I need something more than that. Razorback fans deserve a lot more than that. So is Sam Pitt, the question becomes, is Sam Pittman coaching, coaching for his job? I think he should be. Is he, though? Was there, there would have been a move made already, right? You would think, wouldn't there be a move made already? I would hope so. But there's still a lot of things to, to try to go through it all. And I just hope that it's not too little too late for the uh, Razorback football program. Although there is a ridiculous story we're going to have to talk to you about a stupid movie called The Polar Express in just a second. But folks, I know we spend a lot of time together, you and I. We get fired up on wins and losses. It's been a lot more losses than wins. And who starts and who sits, but thankful I'm that can I'm very thankful for that connection. And today I want to chat about something a little bit more personal because I just learned that you can get one year supply on ED medications. You realize what that means. You can bring on all that extended travel and supply chain issues that always come through. You're covered. You are covered. Because you don't have to worry about whether or not you can refill those generics for Cialis or Viagra, whatever it is. And this is only possible because of our friends over at Jace Medical. If you go online right now at jacemedical.com, you to receive your 12-month supply on a daily medication. Remember to use promo code locked on at checkout for a discount as well. A verified customer had this to say about Jace quote, I am thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut my pills in half to have it. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year supply. I also ordered antibiotics and a kit and I feel secure. Now prices are lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend this for everyone in quote. So if you or someone you love would like to get some peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily med, Go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. And remember to use promo code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so next segment here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Yes, I, I just I don't know why I'm going to have to talk about this. This is so dumb, but we're going to have to discuss it. And <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, there was a viral video that went around on social media, at, like at the night of the game on Saturday and in the Sunday that got everyone's attention where it was a filming a quick little video of a filming inside of what looked to be the Razorback locker room at halftime where there was a TV mounted and on the TV, they were playing the movie polar express. 
that Christmas movie. Everyone saw this. Everyone lost their minds, went crazy, and, of course, took it for what they wanted to. I saw this, and I'm like, what on earth is going on? What is happening? Like, why, why is this? First off, why is someone filming this? And why are they being watched? And why is it the stupid movie of Polar Express? Of all movies. That movie sucks. Why are people watching it? So Sam Pittman had to address this. He got asked the question. <laughs> and for those of you who need a little bit more clarity on that situation, here's what Sam Pittman had to say. I know this might be a frustrating question for you, but there was a video, you know, shared on social media yeah. about players watching a movie during halftime wondering, you know, what were your thoughts on the video? Did you see it? And kind of what were your thoughts on you know, kind of the reaction from people when they what saw it? What was the show? Yeah, I, I, I haven't seen Polar Express, but so I don't really know my thoughts on the movie. But, uh, you know, in our locker room, I want to reward – our kids by letting them run through the A if they practice well. And so we don't have enough lockers in our main locker to um, house all the kids. So some of them have to go in a separate locker and it's separate and a separate door to the locker. And, uh, and so um, uh, a young man, I've already addressed it with him. He made a mistake. Uh, that's why we don't, you know, you don't want, uh, cameras in a locker room for several reasons, you know, because of the showering, you're this, that, and other. But it's hard because the music's on it as well. You know what I'm saying? So that's a team rule. You can't have your, uh, but there also is a team rule. You don't post anything, you know, after Friday night, you know, after we, we leave on Friday. And uh, so the young man made a mistake, uh, sent it to a friend, friend sent it to his brother, brother put it out on what have you. And uh, I've already addressed it, and and uh, I think we're fine there. But it was just a, a mistake that a young man made, and I wish he wouldn't have. But uh, he came in. He was sorry for it. He was uh, very remorseful for it, and so we're going to move on. Polar Express. Okay, so the, here's the thing. This is dumb for many reasons. And I'm glad that Sam Pittman was asked the question. I'm glad Sam Pittman addressed it because it, it it's it's a, it's it's a big nothing burger, folks. Like if it, it, I like, do you really think? Do you think people were like, if you were one of these idiots that thought that at halftime of the Razorback game against Auburn when they were down? That Sam Pittman and the football team, and you know KJ Jefferson is just like, hey, what's on the tube? Oh, man, Polar Express, I love this movie. I'm going to sit here and watch it instead of getting ready for the second half. Like, if any of you thought that that was actually what was going on, I don't know what to tell you. Like, it was a bad look, no doubt. But the fact that there were some people that just didn't want to even hear an explanation, they just wanted to assume the worst of the worst because they want Sam Pittman fired or they want everyone fired, it is so absurd, and it's really frustrating. Yes, I think it's dumb. But my first response when I saw that video was not, oh, they're watching a movie at halftime instead of focusing on the second half of the game. My first reaction is, why are they watching that trash movie, Polar Express? They should, if you're going to watch a movie, watch something better. You know why? Because I knew for a fact that it wasn't going on in the main locker room. Like they weren't watching the Polar Express instead of, 
planning and, and adjusting and trying to get better in the second half, which they didn't. Who knows? Maybe Polar Express would have helped them. I don't know. But it, it's just a big nothing burger, folks. Like, that had nothing to do with the impact of the team or of the game or anything. But people just like to take this to another level. And that kid that put it out there, which I, the fact that, you know, not many places have a, a walk-on locker room. It's like a big closet over to the side. And from my understanding, my inside sauces tell me that's like they don't even know where the remote is to that TV. Like they, they just apparently just turns it on and it's whatever the channel's on is on. So because, again, I doubt anybody was really watching Polar Express, but somebody sent it. It was a bad look. And because of our, but if Arkansas won, this wouldn't even be a problem. But because they lost, people are freaking out and they hate it. So that was the case. But still, I just this is the kind of stuff that just really annoys me because so many people make a bigger deal than what it needs to be. And they lose their minds and it gets addressed. But I, I just look at it as something funny. I don't look at it as some sort of like bad look, uh, like a, a black eye on somebody that's like, oh my goodness, it's our Sam Pimmons lost the team. They're watching Polar Express. I just look at it as something funny and dumb that came out. Sorry, but that's just the way it is. Uh, we'll do a little re- Razorback basketball recap here in just a second. But folks, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business, and you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you need to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. So just go to linkedin.com slash college, and you can post your job for free with the ha- purple hashtag hiring frame for the LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. That's why small businesses rank LinkedIn jobs number one in in delivering quality candidate hires versus their leading competitors. So check it out today, linkedinjobs.com, and they will help you take your candidates and find them faster and for free. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free Terms and conditions do apply. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Razorback fans, uh, I know football is on a lot of people's minds here recently and today and been talking a lot about it, but do have to uh, get into a little bit of the Razorback basketball side of things as the game has just come to officially an end 86 to 77 Arkansas ends up winning this game by a nine point victory. And it was honestly a game that uh, I, I felt like Arkansas going into it would be you know pretty dominant and kind of just win the games like they normally have, but good grief. Um, it was a uh, frustrating game, but in a weird game, especially in the second half, like that was the thing where Arkansas and Old Dominion, it was 37-31 in the first half. It didn't both offenses did not look great. Didn't uh necessarily shoot the ball particularly well. Uh didn't ha- had a lot of weird plays. And then in the second half, it was just kind of an offensive explosion between the two. Uh Arkansas still outscored Old Dominion 49-46. And that's I guess where I'll look at it as the positive into this particular game. Maybe some of you won't, and that's fine, but I'm gonna look at it more of the positive side of things where you had Old Dominion, I don't think they could miss. Like, I have never seen anything like it. In the second half alone, Old Dominion went 8 of 13 from three-point land. 8 of 13, 61% from three-point land, 49% from the field in the second half alone. And Arkansas still won the game by nine points. Uh, Arkansas 
overall didn't shoot the ball well from the free throw, went 62%. Got to do a lot better than that. Um, but did shoot all right from three-point land, I'd say, uh, as they went to uh, eight of 19 from three-point land. That's 42%. So pretty good on that front, 51% overall. And uh, honestly, like, it was a weird game. It was just one of those games to where Arkansas's defense at times kind of had a letdown, but offensively they did a pretty good job because that's what's crazy. Is like Arkansas only had four turnovers in this game, four turnovers, and they caused 10 turnovers for Old Dominion. Um, Arkansas had 12 fouls. Old Dominion had 22 fouls. The one thing that is a little bit concerning is that um, you had a big out-rebounding advantage for Old Dominion. 39 rebounds to 35 rebounds, which a lot of that also has to do with just the fact of, you know, how you're playing and the way you're playing and uh, the type of shots that you're taking, or at least the other team is taking. But I felt like, honestly, um, Arkansas's offense was really good in this game. Uh, how about some of the the big-time minutes and the big-time plays you got? Uh, Devo Davis had a great game. Uh, you know, I was waiting for him to get that one. Six of 11 from the field for him. Had five rebounds, two assists. Uh, but how about my guy, L. Ellis? 17 points, seven of 11 from the field, eight assists, three rebounds, no turnovers, no turnovers, outstanding game from L Ellis. And that's the type of guard that he can be that dynamic guard that he can be. Uh, Trevor Brazil, it gets 11 points, three of seven from the field, four rebounds, uh, two assists also had two turnovers. And if I'm not mistaken, he in the first half, yeah, so he had four block shots in the game, and all of them were in the first half. I was hoping he could uh, be able to surpass his his five, but uh, overall, like that was that was pretty solid from him. Yeah, Caleb Battle is still an incredible offensive threat. Uh, Thirteen points, three of six from the field, two of three from three, five of six from free throw line. Jamon Mark only had seven points in this game, but did have six rebounds. And then Makai Mitchell, you know, Makai Mitchell coming off the bench. 15 points, 10 rebounds, a little double-double for Makai. So it was good to see that. Again, offensively, I felt like Arkansas did really good. Uh, you know, it, and also take into this consideration, in the first half, Tremont Mark and Khalif Battle, Califf Battle, keep on saying it, Califf Battle, both those guys had two really early fouls. In fact, I think the first four fouls that Arkansas committed there in the first half, two of them were by Battle and the other two were by Tremont Mark. So they had to come out of the game for an extended period. Uh, so I had to keep that in perspective, but... Um, but yeah, offensively, I liked what the team did. Uh, I think there was, again, you had some really good performances out of a few of those guys. Uh, some guys struggled, but, uh, I mean, think about Chandler Austin only played six minutes in this game because Makai was doing such a good job. Um, so yeah, that was really, yeah. The free throw shooting was pretty poor at eight of 19 from the field or from the free throw line. You did have uh, caused 10 turnovers and it led to 18 points. Like that's a really good deal. 18 points off of turnovers when you gave up and you haven't have 10 turnovers. That's good. Uh, bench points actually favored old dominion. You had more points in the paint. Steals were even assists were pretty close. So game was pretty close as you can imagine. And as you could see uh, defensively though, you, you just, you had no answer for old Jenkins, man. That guy went for 21 points. Eight of 19 from the field, three of six from three-point land, and then Caesar had 18 points. He was eight of 12 from the field. Eight of 12. So those two guys were just unstoppable. Blakeney was pretty good, too. He had 14 points, five of six from the field. 
So it's like the three, those three guys is really the only reason this team was in it. Like you didn't get really much from anything else from anybody else. And if I'm not mistaken, I want to look this up. Um, I think it was Jenkins. Is that who it was? Yeah. I think Jenkins was the one that was averaging like three points a game. <laughs> He's averaging three points a game and, uh, or no, 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 that wasn't him. Who was it? Who was it? The guy that averaged three points a game. Oh yeah. It was a uh, Caesar. Caesar was the one that he had 18 points tonight, eight of 12 from field and only averaged three points per game. So he, he really came out of nowhere, but overall, just the, the defense wasn't great. I uh, had, had too many open looks. You got to give a lot of credit though, to old dominion for, for making some big shots. And um, yeah, I mean, you just, you have one of those games. I'm glad that they were able to win. I'm glad that they were able to uh, take care of business and, and even if it was a nine point victory, I think you're going to take a win no matter what, especially knowing how many times you've had issues, you know, with uh, teams that have come into Bud Walton Arena shooting lights out. Uh, only seven free throws for Old Dominion. So it didn't really drive the lane as much. Arkansas had, or no, wait, hold on a second. Oh, sorry. No, they only shot five free throws, five for three free throws compared to Arkansas's 29. Sure, that won't be brought up or complained about. <laughs> sure, that won't be happening. Uh, but yeah, take a victory when you can get it. Uh, so Arkansas now is uh, sitting at officially 3-0, and as we all expected, and they have one more game until they get to the battle for Atlantis. They got UNC Greensboro coming up on the 17th of November, which I believe is Friday. So... That game's going to be at 7 p.m. at Bud Walton. And then after that, they travel on to the Battle of Atlantis or for Atlantis, however you want to put it. So, um, but again, good victory. Arnsell takes care of business. And that's that. 